Hello, friends. I hope you are having a great day whenever you are listening to the Fearlessly Fit Faith podcast. Today, we have on Whitney of Seed and Soil Shop. She is a wife, mom, and creative entrepreneur. As the owner and maker behind Seed and Soil Botanical Jewelry, she enjoys creating pieces that are not only beautiful, but also have a deeper symbolic meaning. She is so passionate about using her business as a force for the good of the world um, and just helping to spread love and encouragement to others. And y'all, she is so intentional about her pieces and everything that she does. And I absolutely cannot wait for y'all to just like hear everything that we talked about. It's super awesome. And she's so, so encouraging. Um, so sit back and enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Fearlessly Fit Faith Podcast. Here you are going to be encouraged in truth, truth equipping you to experience the fullness of this life that Christ has for you. You will be encouraged to lead fearlessly in obedience to God, to be fit in every aspect of your whole person, and to also have the faith to pursue what God has for you. How? Well, by hearing stories of women who are taking steps to lead well in whatever they do, whether they be a photographer, teacher, content creator, business owner, on Honestly, whatever it is, we want to reach your heart to encourage you to lead whole in the area that God has you leading in. We're all leaders and here you will be encouraged to lead whole. Okay, so first tell us some about you and what you do. So my name is Whitney Pope and I'm a wife and a mom and a creative entrepreneur um i'm a four on the enneagram with a strong wing three so if you do the enneagram thing the creative entrepreneur part makes sense um i make botanical jewelry using real plants and resin um kind of a timeless and minimal aesthetic and um have researched the symbolism of the plants and um that's kind of the Enneagram four in there coming out kind of to tap into deeper meanings and encourage people through uh, some of that symbolism, kind of like a wearable reminder. So um, we'll probably get into it a little bit more, but one of my favorite necklaces is the mustard seed necklace and um, the biblical reference to the mustard seed being um uh, kind of a s- symbolic of faith. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, Matthew 17 says, you can say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will obey you. So, um, yeah, I guess that's a little snapshot. Oh, my gosh. I did not know that you were at Enneagram 4. I'm sitting here like, <laughs> ah, yay! Uh, where do you fall on the Enneagram? So, I am also at Enneagram 4, okay. but I, I flip between being a wing 5 and then a wing 3, and okay. I flip because... My mom is a Enneagram five and I am like a lot like my mom's. So okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's where like my five will come out, but um sometimes the three will come out. But yeah. I'm probably more of a five, the investigator. So Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> and then I totally get what you're saying about like symbolism and everything, because I do that with almost everything. Like mm. I just wanna know why something is the way that it is. And it's funny because I did that same thing when I found the Enneagram because I was like, okay, like 
different personality tests out there have not really helped me to understand who I am. Yeah. But when I found the Enneagram and I found out that I was a four, I was like, I did so much research. And I was like, oh, man, like, this is just so awesome. And it just, like, helped me understand, like, the depths of who I am. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I can totally relate to that. I actually found it really, like, comforting and felt like it helped myself to me a little bit better. So I get that. Yes, because sometimes I just feel like a big ball of confusion. (laughs) Yeah. What in the world? (laughs) Yes, totally. Mm. Oh, man. Mm. Okay, so how did you find this passion? And did something spark it or has it always been a passion of yours? So I think like kind of sticking with the Enneagram theme here, um, I just have always loved making and creating. Um, So jewelry is really funny how I happened upon making like this kind of making manifest through jewelry just happened really kind of by accident. I was actually refurnishing furniture at the time. That was kind of my creative outlet. And really kind of randomly, I decided to play around with jewelry. So (laughs) um, I just Uh, my husband had actually bought me a necklace years before that had all these mustard seeds in them and I thought they were in glass and so I had wanted to start putting like flowers and I thought how do you do you know how do I do that like how do I work with glass and as I started Mm. researching I learned that um, you can use resin and it's a lot easier than like glass working so um, yeah it just kind of happened by accident but I think that common thread of just making and creating um has always been part of me like part of the four in me so yeah yeah that's so awesome um and so like what is the meaning behind seed and soil yeah when because I was um I was actually my business used to be called the vintage nest and that's Uh because I was refinishing furniture and it was kind of that idea of um building, you know, your home or your space from meaningful pieces. And, um, a lot of times vintage can be that way, you know, different details Mm -hmm. and character. And so when I started the jewelry, I was under the name vintage nest for a while. And I was just like, you know, I'm just, I stopped doing the furniture and I just was at this point where I was like, I really need to, um, I really need to rebrand and have my name match what I'm doing. So I thought a lot about it. I talked to a lot of different friends. We brainstormed. And actually, one of my friends um, kind of, I think, had that idea, seed and soil. And as I thought about it, I just really liked the symbolism, again, of um, all the potential contained in a seed and Mm -hmm. a lot of biblical references to planting and tending and then um, harvesting fruit, you know, fruit that's born and the growth that can come and nurturing. And so I really want my business um, to be a cause for encouraging and helping others grow. So it's kind of two part, you know, it's all about plants. So seed and soil on its face makes sense. But then kind of the deeper meaning behind it is, um, just really being about helping, helping others grow. So I love that. And it just reminds me of like the mustard seed again, because the mustard seed as a seed is like so tiny, but like as it grows into its fullness, like it's just so big and like beautiful. So that's just what that reminds me of. That's awesome. 
Yeah. I love that. Um, okay. So why is seed and soil important to you and the people that you serve? I think you kind of touched on this, but yeah. Um, so to kind of just expand on that a little more, I, um, I just really want to encourage others as we all journey through this life together. I believe that this life is temporary and heaven is eternal and, um, but that there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of joys in this life, but there's also a lot of trials. And so I just want to, even in some small way, help um, people to celebrate the joys that the Bible says to rejoice with those who rejoice and mourn with those who mourn. And so to also just kind of encourage through trials, I um, my botanical jewelry is carefully chosen with, I do research on the symbolism of the plants and choose those um, with symbolism that will be encouraging. You know, the mustard seed is um, a biblical, you know, reference, but there are others like um, thyme, the herb thyme is um, known as a symbol of courage. It actually comes from the Greek word timus, um, which means courage. And so just, uh, you know, many different. The daisy is a symbol of hope. Um, and the forget-me-not is a symbol of remembrance. And so I have just a lot of, I'm humbled by so many touching stories from customers, somebody buying a mustard seed necklace for a friend that's just diagnosed with cancer or... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, a mother or a friend buying a forget-me-not for somebody who's lost a loved one. And so those are the trials and the hard things um, that we walk through and we want to walk through with others. And I'm just like so, so humbled to be a small, tiny part of maybe bringing a little bit of encouragement to that person. Um, And then on the flip side, there's really like you know, great joys in life. I do bridal bouquet preservations, um, and, you know, special Mother's Day pieces. And those are some of the, you know, most special, special memories, special days and people in our lives. So it's just all around really humbling to be a part. Um, but to just try to be a tiny part of encouraging on the highs and the lows, I guess. Yeah. I love that because I found myself, um, I don't always buy jewelry. So like when I do, I obviously buy from like different makers that I know. And mm, yeah, I, I find myself wearing certain pieces almost like when I'm feeling a certain way or like needing mm. that encouragement um, because some of them have words on them. And then like the last yeah. one that I bought from you is the Daisy. And it's like, oh, yeah. it's just like those different, um, I don't know, it's just like different pieces that like give you a sense of hope like throughout the day. And Mm -hmm. I am like a person of the little things, like the little things mean so much to me. Um, So to have a necklace that reminds me that I'm enough or just like whatever is on it, like, yeah, that's just a symbol that I can look down at throughout the day. And it's just like a sweet reminder that like God is there and he's with me. And then there's somebody who's made this and has prayed over it. And mm. it's just has been like intentional about the piece that they've made. So mm-hmm. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I love, I love what you're saying too. I do that too. Um, and I just love that, you know, it, the necklace itself isn't that deeper truth, but it can bring to your mind kind of be that, yeah. that memory to encourage. So right. yeah, I love that. Yeah. Okay, so how did you get started? 
Oh, we also kind of talked about this too. <laughs> yeah. So, um, you know, kind of in my business, I think I explained a little bit about how I got started doing jewelry. Um, but maybe just kind of overall thinking back, I'm not sure if this is kind of the point of your question, but my mom um, had a small business when we were growing up. And I remember one time I was making, I must have been like 10 or 12. I was making these little like, um, oh goodness, I'm not even sure. They were like little pins like you would wear on your shirt. Mm -hmm. Um, And I remember her bringing me into a little boutique in our little town and um, she kind of helped me do it. And she, we brought them in and we asked the store owner if she would, if she wanted to buy any from me. And so I guess it's kind of maybe a different take on the question, but I guess how I got started um, just in business and in, I think really having kind of courage to step out and try different things, I think really came from uh, my mom. And my parents and just kind of how they raised me to just try stuff, you know, (laughs) it's like a 10 year old, my mom bringing me into a store to be like, Hey, you know, so I could see that helping me now as I, you know, I started obviously making the jewelry, but then you have to step out and, you know, talk to different people and see if stores want to carry it, see if, you know, just different networking and stuff. And so you really have to kind of have like a courage to do that. And I really think that um, kind of how I got my start in that goes way back to when I was a kid and um, what my parents kind of helped me with. So that's cool. Um, My mom kind of did the same thing for me. So when I was younger, um, I I loved babysitting and just watching babies and like Mm, all of that. mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. um, she had helped me to get a babysitting certificate. And like, what teenager has a babysitting like certificate, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Um, So she had helped me do that. And then I was just like, pretty legit with like the times that I would like change babies diapers and like all of that stuff. Yeah. Like, giving that to parents you're like wow like this teenager is like you know like really on her stuff you know yeah yeah (laughs) um so like for me it started back when I was younger as well and it's just awesome how parents like really can influence us at like such a young age to like be creative or have the entrepreneur mindset and like put it together and make stuff and have that courage to step out so that's awesome I love that (laughs) yeah yeah Okay, so what are some struggles that you've had in your business and how did you push through? So I was trying to think about this. Um, I think maybe one of the biggest struggles for me, and I think it's kind of like an ongoing tension, um, is kind of that like work family balance. Mm. Um So I kind of started off saying I'm a wife and a mom and a creative entrepreneur. So we um, kind of like hybrid homeschool our kids, which means um, we we have three kids, my husband and I, and um, they go to classes two days a week and then they're home the other three days a week. So I'm, you know, running a small business 
while also homeschooling my kids, like I know every mom does so much work. This is kind of like another added, um, just requirement of, on my time. So it's mm-hmm. just kind of a constant, like, I, I don't know if I would say struggle. Um, but tension or trying to, you know, keep work, find that balance and keep that balance. So, um, how have I pushed through? I think in different times, there's been different ways. Um, we were actually traveling for six months, um, (laughs) in in our, in our RV and we were not obviously not hybrid homeschooling at that time because we weren't ever in one place for them to do classes. So that was just, you know, full-time homeschool. Um, and so fun and, you know, visiting so many different cool places and stuff, but then also trying to balance, you know, working on the road and doing school on the road. And, um, my husband was with us full time during that time. So in that time we were balancing that together. Um, and then now that we're getting kind of settled, we've, you know, we're kind of another transition moving out West and then getting settled. Um, I think it's just, well, one, I'm really, really blessed to have a really supportive husband. So, you know, he's just always with me. We're trying to figure out how is it going to work with his work and my work and our kids. Um, so one thing that I've done recently is I actually decided to rent like a, you know, small commercial space for my studio. Oh, cool. I'm, um having some help I'm going to be hiring some help so it's kind of to be able to have a better balance I'm going to um, kind of make that transition so that's a new step for me to have some not quite Mm -hmm. full-time help but some part-time help Um, and so I guess in each different phase that kind of struggle of like it's really important to me to be with my kids they're still you know pretty young and they need me a lot Um, while also I think really doing this business that I feel God has gifted and called me to, and not really like neglecting either one of those roles, but trying to figure out how to try to do both well. So it's looked different at different times. And this time it looks like, you know, uh, renting a separate studio space so I can have a little more separation of work and home and hiring some help. So I'm not having to do everything by myself. That's cool. That's an awesome, like, step you know in your business to like have to hire on somebody to help a little bit and then like it gives you like free time to even like see if there's like ways that you want to expand you know and like continue to grow so that's cool yeah yeah that's so true and I think like sometimes you know just so busy in the details of things um I haven't really been able as much to kind of spend as much time on kind of like the heart and the vision behind it so I'm excited to be able to do more of that yeah that'll be fun I love doing that I'm actually going to spend some more time tonight like figuring out like just vision for this year and like where I want to go and all of that so yeah yeah that's fun (laughs) so good yeah okay so has there ever been a time where you felt like you didn't have any support from others and um what did you do during this time um trying to think about that I have such a supportive husband um and 
I guess maybe the closest thing I could say is there's been times um, that I've had different people that I've um, maybe approached or um, one particular shop I was in a long time ago, like kind of in the very beginning, just kind of maybe being treated like um, maybe I didn't have a, my, you know, my Instagram has grown a little bit, you know, it's a little, it's still tiny, but it's a little bit bigger. Um, but in the beginning it was tiny, tiny. And so I think sometimes people treating me like, oh, you're not important or like you kind of a, a little bit of a snubbing um, or a, um, I'm trying to describe it. Um, I'm sure everybody could relate to being treated like you don't matter because you aren't big mm. enough. You're not, um, you don't have a big enough Instagram following. You're not like important. I don't, I don't know really how else to say it. Um, and I remember distinctly like coming home from one time of, um, having like you know, stopped in at that shop that my, my door is in and just feeling really like it was so distinct to me because I knew how I was kind of treated. And then I saw how another person that was in there was being treated and I was, and she, you know, had a larger fault. Like she had more kind of to offer, I think oh. almost like a, almost like a fame thing. And in like, it's in like a micro, you know, yeah. because none of us are fame, you know, we're all, you know, small time, small fish, whatever, but just kind of that distinction of like, I had a couple hundred followers on Instagram, but she had like, you know, like 8,000 or something. And so, um, just kind of feeling that of like, Oh, like that's why we're being treated differently. And, you know, I can't know that for sure, but, um, you know, that's what it certainly seemed like. And just remember feeling like, you know what, like feeling hurt by that and feeling that, you know, that's a wrong way to treat somebody. So I was on the receiving end of that and I was feeling that. And, um, I just remember coming home and telling my husband, you know what? I not in like a mean way, like I am going to show them, but it really just kind of lit a fire in me to be like, you know what? Like maybe they don't think that I matter because I'm not important. But I'm just going to keep working on doing what I'm doing. And what I am doing is valuable. And what I am doing, you know, like I knew that in myself enough to be able to be like, even if they're treating me like I don't have value because I don't have a number, I know that what I'm, you know, like I knew it in myself of I'm doing something that's, you know, is important to me and it meant something to me. And I thought that it would that it meant something to others. And I, you know, I, I'm not like, Oh, I'm going to be so famous someday. Not like that, but just like, it kind of actually fueled something in me to dig in deeper to what I was doing and to focus even more on what, you know, I felt, I felt, I guess I would Mm -hmm. say called. Um, and so I guess, um, I guess that's what I would encourage other people to do. I think there are always times we kind of have 
people in different ways that are kind of naysayers or who maybe make us feel like the work we're doing is invaluable or significant. And I think the best thing to do is to really just press into the Lord and kind of like keep your nose like to the Mm -hmm. grindstone of what he has for you and to just trust that he's going to accomplish the work that he has. And um, because it's really easy to kind of when somebody's treating you that way to just really feel discouraged and like kind of giving up and being like throwing in the towel. (laughs) Um, So that might be the closest thing I have, like kind of naysayers or people just kind of treating me in that way. So that's good. And I think sometimes, even though we don't like it and it's just sometimes like so mean, um, sometimes we need the people who are the naysayers to like help us and remind us like, Hey, like I am like truly passionate about this. And this is like something that I want to carry into the world. And when we allow those people to like push us back into like whatever hole that we've come out of, you know, like then we end up yeah. not doing what it is that we're, what it is that we um, just like feel led to and just like passionate about. So that's definitely yeah. good. Um, and this is just like a random thought. Like it also goes along with like failure because when we think that we failed or maybe somebody else is like thinking or saying that we are a failure on part on some part because we don't have a certain number of followers or like whatever that may be like that fail can like also like push us on you know um and it can definitely be used to like help grow us um so yeah that's good (laughs) yeah I think that's so true. We recently were uh, watching the Rocky series <laughs> with our kids. You no, I actually haven't. Uh, oh my goodness. They're like old, old classics, but there's just like a quote from there and it's something like, it, it doesn't matter how many times you get hit. It's how many times you get knocked down and you keep yeah. getting back up. And so kind of that tenacity to keep going towards the goal that you have or what you think God has called you to and to just keep doing it. And, um, and yeah, I think that's really good perspective to have of kind of like sometimes being faced with that discouragement in a way. Yeah. Can kind of almost more articulate what you're doing. And it helps us to like see and like have perspective over like what's in front of us and like what we're chasing, because then like we may even see that, Oh, like this wasn't even the right way that I should be going, you know? <laughs> so mm-hmm, it helps in like mm-hmm. both ways to like keep us going, but then also help us like reevaluate and say, oh, okay, maybe I should be going a different way. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what has been your favorite project? And this can be either for like your jewelry or um just with your vintage um pieces and everything. So yeah. Well, I think um my favorite project. I have loved making this jewelry. Um, and, I, you know, I, I make a lot of different styles. There's, you know, particular styles I really love making. But I think just overall with the jewelry, um, I'm trying to think if this is applicable to the question, but what I'm really passionate about, kind of my favorite thing about this 
business of jewel of making the jewelry. So we'll just focus on like seed and soil okay. as it is now. Um, I'm really passionate about business being used for for good and for I think like with with my business there's the part of the jewelry that I'm making and how that blesses the people who buy it um but then I also really want to um I'm kind of at a point you know where I could stay the size that I am and um can kind of maintain that with you know just probably me and one helper um but I'm looking at and stepping out and scared to death (laughs) um to grow it because I would like to find a way to have um maybe vulnerable women in many different places in life maybe victims um rescue from sex Mm -hmm. trafficking or refugee women or there are a lot of different like women groups um a way that some of these different groups could be a part of um, some part of making seed and soil. And so to like grow it for the purpose of creating more, more jobs, the need for more help so that um, we could bless others. So it would be blessing on both ends. It would be the people who are making it and then the people who are receiving it. So I guess my favorite project I love making this jewelry, but kind of from like the business side of it, I'm stepping out. I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure what will happen if it will all fail. Um, but I just really want seed and soil to be used by the Lord to magnify himself. And so my favorite project may be um, this kind of like bigger kind of I guess you could say social cause that I'm trying to scale towards. So you could be praying for me. Yeah, for totally. That. Anybody <laughs> who hears this be um, praying about that. So I guess if you can think of a project as business being a project, using business to bless, um, that's what I'm trying to work towards. Um, it kind of being the whole point of it on both ends. So that is going to be so amazing. Like I just know it um, because human trafficking is like one of my passions and I've seen ways in mm. which people have like served that community, like through their businesses. And yeah. like, I know that it's going to make such a huge impact. So I will definitely be praying for that. That's so awesome. Um, and something that's Thank definitely you. needed, like, in our world right now and I th- I'm so glad that it's like being brought to light because I don't think people realize how much like human trafficking in like like sex trafficking the way that our food is grown and like all like there's so many different types of trafficking and I don't think that people have mm-hmm. like really understood like the depths of what it is like I'm I'm just so glad that it's being brought to light um because it's just yeah. like people need to know like what's going on in our world and it happens in our backyards um and then just like yeah. all over the world so yeah oh man yeah. like I'm getting chills that's gonna be so amazing yeah. definitely well I you know like I said I'm just like stepping out and I feel like just kind of trembling because I feel like this feels so big and scary but um it just really feels like the Lord has has blessed the business and it has grown and I 
I don't just want to, you know, kind of like build up my own, you know, like I don't want to just get bigger for the sake of getting bigger. I want it only to grow if it can really serve more. Um, So yeah, that's awesome. Okay. One last question and you kind of already touched on this, but I just want you to give just one piece of encouragement that you have for the audience and the people that are listening. Let's see. I guess I would say um, that I feel like I've seen this around a little bit now, some of the Magnolia Homes um, stuff, but this kind of saying of like, the world needs you to be mm-hmm. you. Um, or, but I think along those lines, um, I just think that God has created each of us so individually and with such specific gifts and talents and passions and personalities and kind of throwing all the way back full circle to the Enneagram um, to really kind of spend some time knowing who you are and how God has made you and just really having confidence in that. I think it's easy to be like, there's one kind of right way to be like, there's a certain best or something instead of we're all different. And there's so much beauty in that. And just having then like a lot of confidence in who it is that God has made you and really the, and the gifts that he's given you and just really, um, you know, not, not feeling either, less than because your gifts are different than somebody else's or feeling um, like you have to hide your gifts. Um, So kind of on both ends, really kind of, I think it, I don't, I don't know that we really like as a society or a culture spend time kind of knowing ourselves and, and either, you know, in prayer, in study, in um, meditation, really trying to articulate some of that. And then really be able to live out of that. I think there's so much power in that. Um, and really, we we can bless others so much by doing that. So I guess that's what I would say. Really try to spend some time knowing yourself and then um, using your gifts. So That's awesome. And that's um, been one of my intentions just for this year um, because I realized that I kind of lost myself in this last year. And it's like, wow, how did that happen? Mm. Um, but it's yeah. kind of, it. what I found is that it's just been because of just different decisions that I've made, like staying in Virginia rather than like pushing forward and just like taking a step of courage. Um, I like, I found myself just not really being who I want to be. And I've, I felt like I've only been myself in part. And it's like such a mm. weird, like, um, thing for me because I'm like I always want to be like on an adventure and like I don't know how I found myself like staying in a comfortable place um so this year is all about me just like finding myself again and not even again but like I know like there's just like a newness and like a freshness to just like life so um just being really intentional about that and just spending time with myself because I know that once I find me and like all the things that make me me like just all over again I know that I'll be better able to serve people and then that's like also just like what fearlessly fit faith is like that is my hope 
um, with mm. Rosely Fit Faith. Yeah. So it's like, okay, like to hit the ground running, I have to get back to myself and um, what he's called me to. So uh, I love that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm so excited for your move for you then and just what God has in store with that. Yes, I'm so excited. And it's so crazy because I didn't even like I was probably going to record an episode later this week just like giving an update I didn't even like plan on talking about it I haven't even put it on Instagram yet but <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I love yeah. how like whenever I like sit down to record mm. like stuff just comes out and I'm like whoa <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes well, I'm good. so glad that um you were able to hop on that we were able to do this um and just have this conversation um so thank you for coming on yeah, me too. Thank you so much for having me. I've been excited to do it. So <laughs> You're welcome. And so good to get to talk with you. Like um, we've messaged, you know, over Facebook and email, but so good to get to hear your voice. Yes, so. yours too. <laughs> Thank you, friend, for listening to another Fearlessly Fit Faith podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast, share with a friend or tell a friend about the podcast, rate and review the podcast, and then check out the show notes just in case there's anything new for you to keep up with.